Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. So hello, welcome to the next English podcast. This is another episode for you. Do you guys remember episode 332 published on the 1st of December 2020? I wonder. Well, in this episode, I actually read out a, a short story called The King Commute with kind permission of the authors of the book. One of them happens to be someone I know in person, Kieran, and the book is called Battery Life, and it's a collection of short stories. Now, at the end of this episode, I did uh, express the wish to talk to Kieran and his friend about this book uh, on the podcast. And well, it's happening. I have both authors here, right here with me. So hello. How are you? Hello. hello. Hi. Lovely to be here. Excellent. So we have got Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Hello. I'm Kieran. And Nick. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. So welcome to the podcast. It's it's a, a real honor to have you here, the writers of a, of a book. So could you guys introduce yourselves a bit to my listeners? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Kieran. I'm um one of the writers. <laughs> it's an honor to be here too. <laughs> okay, yes. Um so uh, my name's Nick. Uh I uh, work and uh, have lived in London. I now live outside of London. I've known Kieran for um, well almost my entire life. We grew up in uh, Cheltenham on the other side of England and uh, I currently work as an events manager um, and a voiceover artist as well. Mm -hmm. So um, is it usual that two people write a book together guys? Is that something that happens normally or is this rather unusual? I, I think um, higher up in the literary world, sometimes um, authors collaborate um, and work together, but it is not r really that well well known. Um, usually people, you know, do it, their own individual um, projects and novels and stuff. But I think because our first kind of, you know, venture into writing was um, in the world of short stories and poems, um, it's more of a kind of serialization of, of smaller stories and I thought and I think we were both really interested in um sort of I, I think we just wrote uh, for fun um and Kieran you know I think we uh were speaking about just you know the stories or ideas that we had for stories and we just kept writing more and more and then we got to a point where we realized that there were probably enough stories that we'd written that we could kind of put a, a volume together of them. And, um, and then I think what we decided then was to kind of um, then start writing some fresh ones, but with a view to them all being about uh, life in modern London, 21st century London. Mm. Um, and, and each story, and, and at a point, I think then we revisited some of our earlier stories and um, ones that were not connected and then found a kind of, through way to kind of link them into London so all the stories um have that connection but they're all very different and as you probably can tell some 
um, are romantic stories, some are, you know, horror stories, some are comedies, you know, that, that we try to cover quite a lot of genres. So, um, but to go back to your original question, I think it just was born out of opportunity and the fact that we both wanted to, you know, have something that we could look back on and say we actually did this. And um, and it was nice to actually go on this um, journey with um, with a friend because, you know, the world of writing and, and trying to get published and stuff like that is quite a scary world. Mm. Um, so um, I thought, you know, it was good that we had each other to bounce off, particularly, you know, during more challenging uh, times. Yeah. So you sort of encouraged each other. So um, I'd like to know whose idea it was actually, Kieran. Was it you who convinced your friend or was it Nick that convinced you? Uh, I honestly can't remember. I think it was both of us. but I, 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 I think a lot of decisions were made in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why we yeah. can't remember. <laughs> um, uh, nice one. So how long have you known each other, Kieran? Are you like childhood friends or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've known each other since like, you know, infant school, school, junior school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so a big question now. So what's the book about? I mean, your friend Nick has already touched up on it, but uh, would you mind telling us, Kieran, what the book is about? Like, you know, if you had to say it, let's say in a few sentences. Yeah, I would say it's uh, the experience of living in London from between the years 2000 to 2019 which was an interesting point to cut off because again, as we all know now, the world changed again <laughs> with COVID. So it was an interesting point to end on. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you published it just in time. Yeah. 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 So now I'm kind of using that as a selling point of like, wow, we've bookended this bit here. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah. So my thinking of it was like, no one ever really, no one's really explored the present, the present day very yeah. much people seem to talk about decades they talk about uh like the 60s or the 80s and i thought to myself why is no one really talking about now because there's a lot of interesting things happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think um also um the way that london is represented in popular culture particularly in films and stuff like that is is quite stereotypical and it always um and it's something that kieran i know is one of your bugbears is that london is always either shown as some gritty gangland um where everyone's got sort of you know uh, cockney accents or it's done in a kind of really jovial kind of four weddings and a funeral way right. where um every where everyone's very posh and um a feat yeah so so you wanted to offer a more realistic view pretty much yeah a realistic yeah. or surrealistic because uh, i think the reality is a very hard thing to capture i don't even know whether it really exists <laughs> neither do i that's yeah. why i have you guys here on today so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i think there's something in that what kieran's just said though is that everyone has a different experience of London. And um, one of the, the poems in the book is called Eight Million Cities, which was actually a working title. Um, one of the working titles of the, the, um, the book, because, you know, the concept is that, you know, everyone's experience of London is completely and utterly different. There is no, you know, um, carbon or cut, cut and paste version of your experience of London. You know, even before we went live, you know, we were talking about, our own individual experiences and anyone who's lived in London has their own little story to tell, you know, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. 
Well, there are a lot of stories in the book. So it's like a collection of stories. Is it 50, 50 stories in total? I think oh, so. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's so. definitely it's definitely in that uh, region. Yeah, and and sometimes, as you mentioned, poems. I think uh, the, the book starts with a poem as well. And uh, so, what would you say are the main themes of the of the stories? What would be the the main things? Well, I think uh, you know I, I'll let Kieran sort of speak for for his works. Um, but but my ones are kind of about. Um, transition um are about loneliness you know um urban um desolation and stuff like that um mm. but also sort of rites of passage you know um you know learning and going through things experiencing things you know um sex drugs you know yep. modern culture you know one of the the stories is just um about a japanese girl who come goes to a rolling stones gig in in Hyde Park and you know these there, there's lots of different things and mm -hmm. and different viewpoints from mine but Kieran your, your how would you say your story is uh, reflected uh, I think my ones sort of have a theme that keeps coming back which is the um I think the rise of technology is one of them and the other one is kind of the way that the the experience of employment changed Mm. And the psychological effect of living in that when you have technology operating on one side, employment on the other side and fear as well. Yeah. Things like terrorism, crime, all that kind mm. of stuff all happening mm. around you and how it was evolving in those yeah. 20 years. And I like how this is done from all sorts of different angles. And I think what I think your, your book is really good at is the fact that I can, as a reader, I can always find myself in it you know i can sort of relate to the experience of, of the characters i it was oh that's good for me personally it was very apparent in the uh in one of the short stories kieran wrote the the one called stargazer mm. yeah so so it's about a crane operator who sort of feels lonely and kind of like a fish out of water a little bit mm. you know like sort of like high up in the sky and and uh it's it's a strange feeling, and at the at the time I read I was reading the book, I felt exactly the same. So that was yeah something that's kind of struck a chord with me. Yeah, but I could I could see the same in actually Nick's stories as well. Like, it, so what would you say? What what are the characters like, Nick? Hmm. Well, in 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 just so, in some of my, uh, some of the stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, you know, there's there's um, there's different sort of takes on them like so um you know one of my stories uh, make it um is actually based in the the london riots um that took place in 2011 can i just interrupt you for a second that that's my yeah. favorite one from you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's 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 it, and, and it's it kind of plays out like a kind of road movie where the guy's got to get to a job interview but like he keeps getting caught up in the riots but it's mm -hmm. also um, I wrote it as a kind of ode to the area that I, I lived in for a while, which was uh, New Cross, South East London. Um, and the community there, you know, um, the, 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 su such a vibrant community of people. And, you know, also I just wanted it to sort of be to show about, you know, the struggles um, of uh, young people, particularly young black people in mm -hmm. sort of making it in, in modern London and, and trying to, you know, brush off all these, um, you know, 
stereotypes and stuff like that and yep. the things that kind of um hold people back um you know and this this guy kind of embodies that kind of pursuit um for equality for recognition for respect um yep. but also remembering where he came from and not being ashamed of um you know your roots and stuff you know so so it kind of it was kind of you know i tried to um just kind of let that that kind of experience kind of wash over me and speak through um that character and i i agree i uh, it's one of the ones that i i really enjoy um but um you know there's other ones where there's one about uh, a socialite who um uh, realizes that you know or everything that she lives in in her kind of modern um world and she's you know got a good job and a good life um there's there's a few characters like that who suddenly realize that um it's not all it's made cracked up to be you know to to be wealthy in london and um one of them uh, ends up um you know falling in love um you know unexpectedly um and you know ends up in a gay relationship um and another one um there's a another one which is a, a surreal um story about someone that actually um has an encounter with um, someone uh, with um, Down syndrome, and mm. and there is a sort of um, empathetic, empathetic transition um, during that story where she ends up kind of um, actually turning into that person. And again, that again, it, a lot of these stories they are kind of um, abstract uh, on purpose because they're just about assessing who you are um mm. i think that's mm. that's that, that so to go back to your earlier question the common thread is people trying to identify themselves either right. spiritually or yeah. or physically you know um mm. who who they are and i, I yeah. think all those that's the one thing for me that links all the stories is that yeah. kind of um you know d- direction and tr- to find out who they are you've just answered the question i had prepared for Kieran mm. here. <laughs> what links mm-hmm. all these stories? But I just wanted to go back to that short story, Make It. As I said, it's my favorite one. And uh, like um, the impression it was giving me is like it was a feel good story. I was really feeling mm. good while reading it. And it was really funny and very witty. But at the same time, I think it had a lot of depth in it. And w- mm. uh, all you said, it's, it's really, really true. It's like about that s- sort of struggle like it's obviously uh, it's um, J- Jamaican or uh, Jamaican yeah. descent, black person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all these struggles, and also it's it's um, uh, during the riots as well, and it's so it's like it's hilarious. Like you have to read it; it's difficult to describe, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'll remember this one for a long time. Uh, hmm. Kieran, um, uh-huh. so. What were the influences or inspirations for the characters in the stories? Um, a lot of it was people that I had known for real. Mm. Or um, some of it was myself. And some of it was based upon like, um, well, what kind of character would be the most interesting to go through this situation? Mm. Uh, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I wrote one, um, one of the later stories. I think it's the longest one in the book is a story called Transitional Noise, which is my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this would be very interesting told from the point of view of an American journalist ah. <laughs> uh, coming into a kind of alien world where everything's going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and this kind of becomes like this endless nightmare to track down the interviewee, you know, <laughs> in this kind of weird world. Yeah. <laughs> I like so, yeah, how you a lot guys... of it was 
a lot of it was thinking about who would be the most appropriate or interesting person to go through this experience. Yeah. Sometimes it's not always you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can feel I can feel you guys are trying to experiment a lot as well, you know, like as you said, it's kind of a mixed bag, right? All these stories yeah. and they go into all different directions and really characters that are like chalk chalk and cheese, right? And that's yeah. that's that's yeah. really what makes this uh, Well, one of them's about teaching English. Okay. Did you see I, that I, one? I'm I'm still <laughs> I'm still yet to read that one. What's the name of the story? Uh, the Queen's Lingo. It's called. Oh, I have to read that one then. Yeah, you'll <laughs> like that one. That's, you're gonna you're gonna connect to it. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Okay, well, it's it's definitely on my to do list uh, for tonight. Then, um, Nick, um, in what ways would you say that your writing style is similar to Curran's, and in in what way is it different, in your opinion? Yeah, I guess. Um... You know, I'll start with the the latter half of the question, which is how it differs, because mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a different tone to how I write. Um, and I, Kieran is an artist, and um, he, I think, the way that he writes prose is reflected in the way that he paints and stuff, which is very um, on a very wide scale. There's a lot of depth and vision to uh, his descriptions. So if mm. he goes into a description, you know, it's not just one or two sentences. It's a big <laughs> vision and and kind of very, it, there's a lot of scope to it. And so I think he his um, his writing and his prose is very scenic and, and, and you can kind of just get really lost in that world. Whereas I kind of come at it because... Um, you know, I, I'm, I've spent a lot of my uh, life sort of as an actor and st stuff like that. So I guess, you know, because I've um, been in and done a lot of plays and, you know, I understand that kind of um, side of things. I always see things a lot more um, via dialogue. So mm -hmm. um, a, lot, a lot of people's um, feedback is that my stuff is a lot more sort of quick fire mm. and sort of and pacey, um, whereas Kieran's is more sort of deep and, and um, you know, gradual and stuff like that. And I think that the the book kind of complements that because you might read one of mine which is very quick fire and sort of go oh wow that was you know like you mentioned with make it just sort of takes yeah. you on a bit of a journey and yeah. then suddenly you'll get to one of um, Kieran's ones which will suddenly really just take you down and through you know a very you know um, in, intense kind of experience so um, I, I think that's what what is uh, you know definitely um, different. I think mm. the thing that perhaps um, links is I, I think it, it, we've both got quite a similar sense of humour, and we, you know we we both find that you know one of the reasons why we get on so much is because you know we we love surreal and weird things. It's one of the sort of it's one of the things that we just find really funny, and, and particularly with British culture, you know, the the, the British do have a very um, slightly dry acerbic, you know, and, and slightly sarcastic kind of um, sense yeah. of humour, and <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I'm sure you've probably picked up on this yourself. And uh, I guess you know, we we laugh at how weird things are, you know, in in the everyday. And I think that's that's what links us is like what you know. Whereas people talk about you know, like I said, with London and stuff, and they look at it in a more cinematic view, we kind of laugh at, you know, the random stuff that happens in a coffee shop. And yeah. we find that sort of stuff funny um, and, and worthy of telling a story about rather than some grand event, you know, yeah, um, which, I, I see. which, yeah, yeah. Is it like Monty Python-esque? 
kind of almost. Yeah, yeah. We loved Monty <laughs> Python growing up. You know, we loved all those yeah. films, and uh, I think you know there there is that sense of just like what the hell, you know, um, <laughs> and um, like you know, in the I, like in the in, like in the your sh- like in your story called Pisshead. I yes, think. <laughs> I was just about to talk about that actually oh. because that that is um that's an exact example. And I had two people read that story in a completely different way. One read it as a really horrifying story, <laughs> you know, like a Stephen King story. Um, and another one saw it as just this really bizarre, you know, yeah. like slightly surreal um, comedy story. And, yeah. and the fact is that you can you can encounter it, it whichever way you want. Um, I mean, I won't give away too many spoilers if people want to read that story. But obviously, um, a man experiences um, a really shocking event in a toilet of a Weatherspoons pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Kieran would you would you agree with this assessment do you do you think that uh, it reflects uh, your styles uh yeah yeah I do yeah I think uh yeah Nick said it already his stuff is more verbal and quick fire mm-hmm. and probably probably be more more attractive my stuff's kind of a bit more uh uh yeah it's it's what he said is longer it's more mm. visual maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay so um, yeah i found i found pisshead to be a comedy i thought it was hilarious. <laughs> to be honest the one, I, the I, one I, most, I, yeah go on the one thing i should say about pisshead just quickly is that it actually happened it's based on something <laughs> that actually happened in london you know oh, and, and that's right. the thing that when 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 people read that and they think that it's maybe you know a little bit wow that's really far-fetched and yeah. out there and weird <laughs> It actually happened. <laughs> yeah, I read it. I read it in that pub. I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice one. So, um, how does it feel to publish your own book, Kieran? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's you feel the achievement once you've done it. Once it arrives and it's got a package around it and you've got the cover, yeah. And you got it. You got it all, and it sits on a shelf, and you can see the length of it. And I've got a few people reading it like uh, around the world, you know, and uh, that feels mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I feel it's, it's, it's interesting what reactions it gets. Sometimes you get reactions that you didn't anticipate. You know? <laughs> could, you, <clears throat> could you elaborate on that? Yeah, I've had like um, people um, from different cultures read it. Uh, and some people find it really strange. Some mm. people found it really like quite hard to read some of it. And other people found it really funny. Mm. <laughs> I, honestly i could see all of it there all that yeah. you've just described <laughs> is there for me and it kind of applies to both of you it's not just you it's it's yeah it's yeah. difficult to know what feedback you're actually getting uh, like from friends uh, yeah. because mm. they're probably going to just be nice to you yeah exactly uh, i have the same way yeah. with, the, with the board game with the board yeah game I'm yeah yeah exactly but mm. like uh, oh. i've read some some reactions are like this is like a really interesting book, but you, maybe you have to think about it a bit. Yeah. Mm. You know, like it's, it's I, yeah, not immediate. I, we want to try and get it out there to as many people that we don't know. You know, mm. we want the readership to be yeah. really complete strangers. And um, I don't know whether Kieran told you before, but one of our early kind of marketing campaigns uh, was just to leave the book in very random <laughs> parts of London. Um, I'm still yeah, doing I'm, that. I'm still yeah. doing that. He did tell me that, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but there's, you know, there's something in that that people, you know, just encounter it and just suddenly, you know, you get it in their hands and they start reading. And, um, you know, and the good thing is also is if you don't like a story, 
just move on to the next one. You know, it's yeah. not like when you're reading a novel yeah. and if you get halfway through the novel and you're like, do you know what? I'm not really enjoying this. Exactly. You know, you stop reading, don't you? Whereas with this yeah. and the way that I, when I read um, short story novels and compilations, um, like say Stephen King or something like that, I'll always just have a look through the index and maybe find one that looks like I like the title Mm -hmm. and then I'll go to like page 258 and I'll start there and I think that's the good thing is you don't have to read um, our book from from cover to cover to go on that journey. Um, I think there are certain stories that we thread through um, Mm. like the service station stories and stuff like that where you could have a, a semblance of a story arc but yeah. there, you, there isn't really a story arc to, to, to have. You could read it from the last story back to Stargazer at the, the start and still have the same experience. Yeah, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, like it's, not, it's not written in, in any sort of chronological order, but that's actually the advantage of the book because, as you said, you can read it in any way you want. And if, mm. if there is a short story that doesn't tickle your fancy, then you can just move on to another one, you know? Mm-hmm. And it is, they're different yeah. in length as well. So if you don't have so much time, you can just go for a short one. If you have, like, I don't know, 20 minutes to spare on your commute or something, then yeah. go for a short one or a poem. And mm. uh, if you have more time, then, you know, read the longer one. Mm. Yeah. So which each other's short stories do you like the most and why? Let me ask Kieran first. I don't know oh, if this is a, a good, good question for a podcast because we don't want to reveal too much, but... Just, you know, just don't spoil anything for the readers. That is a good question. Uh, I like the service station ones. I think that's a really clever, a clever mm. idea. Um, we discussed that. I like Make It because I think it's kind of an upbeat take on something that was depressing, which I think mm. is a very good subversive move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the riots were, well, when, when I was, you know, we were all living here at that point. Um, um, hang on, this meeting has been up. Okay, yeah, because um, living in the riots at the time was pretty scary, but I thought, like, wouldn't it be quite cool, to, you know, what she did, which was to make an upbeat story <laughs> set in that, like a hopeful story set in the riots. Um, what other ones were there? There was, uh, uh, I've got it right here. I'll have a look at the index. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Uh, I also yeah I like Pisshead too Pisshead's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool <laughs> okay what about you Nick um, well the, the one that I really like um, is we've already mentioned which is uh, Stargazer mm. I think that's um, a lovely um, story and, and I had the same sort of feeling when I was reading it which is you know you get that kind of sense of vertigo vertigo when you're kind of in the you feel like you're in that little cabin on the crane and it's just sort of swaying in the wind and the elements and you know when he has to climb down and stuff um that was fantastic um i also really like uh, one that is towards the end of the book called um smoke of the clambering dragon which is about kind of i guess it's it, it plays to our kind of um suspicions and paranoia that there are sort of gangs um and and a lot of the elites in london are controlled by sort of uh, families from different international clans and stuff and it, it kind of um has a really sort of um interesting feel to it without being too uh, cliche um you know and that, i think that's a good one and then uh, of course yeah the transitional noise is a bit of an epic um and it's one of those ones that you really have to um 
in, get your teeth into you know it's not one that you just kind of dip into it's mm. a really really um in-depth exploration um of of parts of london and, and particularly soho and um you know having worked uh, around that area you know soho is such a weird place even <laughs> these days when we kind of um you know, live in a slightly more sort of homogenized and sanitized world, there's still parts of Soho that you can really get lost in, you know, and uh, yeah. I think that's great as well. And then I suppose the other one is the one um, that Kieran uh, wrote about, you know, the guy that works in the cinema who ends up having a, a love affair with, a, you know, um, one of the, you know, sort of stars on the red carpet, which sounds like Notting Hill, <laughs> but it <laughs> But it really isn't. It's like the anti-Notting Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. Nice, lovely. So I, I suppose I didn't really prepare this question. I just it just sort of came to mind. I should actually speak about uh, the King Commute a little bit because that's the one I had I have read on this podcast before. Yeah, I, I you guys gave me permission to read it out to my listeners. So um, if we go back to this. Uh, particular story. I don't know. Perhaps I should ask Kieran himself because he is the author. So, how about this one? What What is it about, actually? What is it about? It's about um, a very, very dire situation of overcrowding, yeah. which which evolves into something very surprising and strange. <laughs> <laughs> I won't reveal what happens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But from my understanding of it, it's it's kind of a metaphor for the journey that you go on mm -hmm. when you arrive in the city. You yeah. arrive with these kind of aspirations. You end up just getting caught up in the whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to find a way out again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it gives you this feel of someone getting stuck. And also, obviously, it's about someone getting stuck in traffic, right? Yeah, because I had a situation like that where I was stuck in a crowd after a gig and we just walked for ages. We weren't going anywhere. And I thought, <laughs> is there actually anyone at the front of this line? Like, yeah. is anyone actually leading this? Or are we just walking in some endless direction? <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's a great metaphor in its own way. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, um, how can my listeners get hold of the book? Where can we buy it? from you guys or can yeah, we sure. find it on the on public transport in london as you guys <laughs> yeah, that's, suggested that's it's part of your you marketing kind of yes yeah that's one way you could find it you might yeah, <laughs> organically encounter it um <laughs> that would probably be a bit of a needle in a haystack but uh yeah no the the, the more direct way is on amazon um and because uh, it's um it's published via um kindle direct publishing um so uh, you can get a hard copy on amazon if you just um type in battery life uh, kieran hughes make sure you put kieran hughes in or else you'll just get lots of random things for batteries <laughs> so uh, yeah um, yeah yeah kieran hughes or, or uh, uh, nick white okay so battery life so battery it's spelled b-a-t-t-e-r-y and life yeah. l-i-f-e and then kieran is k-i-e-r-e-n and uh, then hughes is h-u-g-h-e-s yeah, you could have an easier name to, to, to spell and well, pronounce, actually, Kieran, yeah, to be honest to, with you. To, to, to be I'm fair, sorry. actually, Nick, Nick, White, uh, Nick White might be the easier one. So yeah, yes. N-I-C-K and then Absolutely. white in the colour. 
<laughs> Absolutely. For English learners, for English learners, yeah. Kieran's name to pronounce is a bit of a, you know, yeah. a bit Try of that a... on Irish and Welsh in one name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but speaking of um, English learners, Kieran, you're an English teacher, obviously. We used to yeah. work together. Um, I, I wonder, um, what do you think? Would you recommend this book to an advanced learner? Or what sort of English learner do you think would be uh, would have a pleasant experience reading this book? Because it's definitely not for, uh, let's say, uh, elementary learners, right? No, no, it's not for elementary learners. But yeah, I think uh, advanced learners would, would get something out of it. Because actually, my students do ask me, what's a good book to read? Yeah. And when you're learning like to read a novel, when you're learning a language, reading a novel to learn a language, I find that I keep recommending kind of children's stories because you know? mm -hmm. they're the only ones that have like a simplistic prose to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe I try to write it in a lot of different styles. Yeah. So the style would match the tone of the story. Yeah. Like there's one all set in the Facebook offices, which I deliberately wrote to be cold and kind of clinical. And I'd use that kind of language. Mm -hmm. And there's other ones that are more rapid fire and kind of, so like the language changes in each, yeah. in each one. No, I Whether can tell I that, that successfully. I don't know. But. <laughs> yeah. I can tell that for instance, that, that um, story we talked about earlier, that Nick's story uh, called make it, I think uh, an upper intermediate student should be able to handle it. Like I, it was really an easy read when I was going through it. It was like, I flicked through it. Oh, that's very good. nice. Yeah, some of Whereas some, of some other use, stories uh, might be harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them use slang quite a lot. There's a mm. lot of uh, mm. dialect. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting to know as well, I guess, if you're going to live absolutely. here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I heard a rumor, Nick, that uh, there is a second book in the pipeline. Well, um, you know, I, I think um, there's there's definitely that 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 potential. The the beauty of uh, you know short stories is that you know they you can compile them over time, and um, I, I guess that it would be interesting to approach uh, you know this world again um, in in a kind of a very new and different world that we live in now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, that's I developed that's a... a sort of a list of the ones that. There was a bunch of stories that weren't developed at the time. Mm. Uh, we were writing the first one, and I thought, if I ever do a second one, <laughs> if I ever do it, because it's a hell of a thing to do. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> like, I thought, if the, if the chance stop. arises again, I might, these are the ones I'm going to do. These are the ones I'm going to develop. Because yeah. there's a lot of ideas that I thought, I don't, this isn't fully formed yet. Mm. But now mm. I know how I would do it, how I would tell it. <laughs> Well, now that you are on furlough, as you mentioned, before we started recording, maybe it's the time to, to do it. <laughs> yeah, but I wrote a film in furlough. On a, oh, okay. On a <laughs> I see. I did, some, I did some painting as well. But, uh... Yeah, okay. Well, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, it's, and it's a great experience reading your book and talking to you about it. It's, it's a brilliant opportunity for me personally as well. And um, I'm sure our listeners had uh, a lot out of it as well. And who knows, maybe some of them will buy your book. Well, that's, that's, uh, that would be a nice thing to do, especially if you are an advanced student. I think you could, you could go for it because this will give you a really interesting um, uh, 
point of view of, of London. I think it really captures the, the essence of, of being a Londoner, you know, because yeah, whoever, you, whoever you are, wherever you're from, whatever your background is, whatever your religion is, uh, it's, as, as, as was mentioned before, it's very cosmopolitan and you will always find yourself in one of those stories, in my opinion. Yeah, because actually, to answer your question again, I actually think um, one of the reasons for writing it was to tell, to give a unique take on London, rather mm. than the conventional things that you hear about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but all right, guys, so it's been it's been nice talking to you. Thanks very much. Yeah, for... thanks for having yeah, us. Sorry, it's yeah, yeah, pleasure. Great being yeah. here. Yeah, take care and it's good been luck fun with... to discuss it. It's been fun well... to discuss it. Actually. It's the first time I've really done it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's first time for everything, Kieran. Exactly. I know. Thanks for your time, guys, and good Thank luck. You. Fingers crossed with your with your second book too. Yeah. Cheers, Zanet. All right. Nice to see you again. I hope things will get better in uh, Czech. <laughs> Me too, mate. If it's a uh, yeah, London's uh, bad for COVID right now. It's <laughs> yeah, but you know, London is good for all other things. Anyway, Nick, mm -hmm. nice meeting you. Yeah. And Cheers. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. See Bye. you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini-lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenek's English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenek.com, ZEP section, and click Become Patron.